Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Word of God which engages us is the gospel lesson read previously. Thus far the text. Dear friends in Christ, there are many incredible conversations recorded in the Bible. For example, there is that incredible conversation between God and Moses when God calls Moses to lead his people out of their slavery in Egypt and Moses tries to find every reason under the sun not to do what God is asking. Or there is that incredible conversation between Nathan and David. After David has sinned greatly, and Nathan convicts David of his sin. Just last Sunday, we considered another incredible conversation between Jesus and a man named Nicodemus, a teacher of the Jews, concerning being born again of water and the Spirit. There are many incredible conversations recorded in the Bible. And the conversation we have in our gospel lesson for today between Jesus and the Samaritan woman at the well is also an incredible conversation for a number of different reasons. First, that it even took place at all. A Jewish man talking to a Samaritan woman Even that Samaritan woman has to ask Jesus the question, how is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? Now, Jesus was on his way from Jerusalem to the south to Galilee up in the north. And virtually every Jew would have gone around the territory of Samaria to get to Galilee from Jerusalem. They would not have gone through the territory of Samaria. But just verses before our gospel lesson, John records how Jesus must go through Samaria. You can also translate that phrase, it was necessary for him to go through Samaria. It was, we might call, a divine necessity that he go through Samaria. For it seems it was the Father's will that Jesus go through Samaria, perhaps for that Samaritan woman, perhaps for the conversation that takes place in our gospel lesson. Now, there were historical tensions and even hostilities between Jews and Samaritans. And rather than rehearse all the historical background for these tensions and hostilities, suffice it to say what John says in our Gospel lesson. Jews did not associate with Samaritans. But this Jew did. Jesus did. Just as he associated with the woman caught in adultery, just as he associated with tax collectors and other public sinners, Jesus associated with those whom the religious experts of the day would disregard, would ignore, 
would think of as not worthy of their time. But it's important for us to remember that associating with them did not mean condoning their sin. It did not mean approving of their sin or even looking the other way from their sin. For remember that Jesus told the woman caught in adultery, go and sin no more. But yet, he associated with them, he connected with them, he reached out to them with the words that lead to eternal life. And this conversation that Jesus had with the Samaritan woman at the well is also incredible because it reveals to us that there are no secrets when it comes to God's knowledge of us and our lives. Jesus gently but very persistently moved this woman to understand that he was aware that she had had five husbands and the man she was living with now was not her husband, revealing to her that he knew everything about her life. And the same is true in our lives. There are no secrets from God. He knows what we have done when there's been no one else around to see. He knows our very thoughts, even if they aren't expressed by our lips. And that can be a bit unsettling. It can be a bit disconcerting. There are no secrets from God. But fortunately for us, this conversation with the Samaritan woman at the well is also incredible because of what it reveals about Jesus. When that Samaritan woman at the well finally gets down to talking about what's really, really important for Samaritans, for Jews, and for all people, namely the coming of the Messiah, she says the following, I know that Messiah is coming. When he comes, he will tell us all things. To which Jesus responds, I who speak to you am he. I who speak to you am he. To this Samaritan woman at the well, Jesus says very bluntly, very directly, in a way that cannot be misunderstood, that he is in fact the Messiah. He is the long-awaited Christ. Now, you know, over the years, I've talked to people who do not believe in Jesus Christ as their Savior. They do not believe that Christ is the Messiah, that he is the Christ. And sometimes they will make a statement to the effect of, well, after all, you know, Jesus never claimed to be the Messiah. It was just a title that was foisted on him later by other people. Well, if anyone has that position, they obviously haven't researched the Scriptures very carefully, and frankly, they don't know what they're talking about. I don't know what they would do with a verse such as the last verse in our gospel lesson for today. I who speak to you am he. 
I don't know what they would do with another incredible conversation that takes place five chapters later in the Gospel of John, in John chapter 9. It's the conversation between Jesus and the man born blind. It takes place after Jesus has healed this man, after this man has been interrogated by the religious leaders of the day, after this same man has been cast out of the community by those same religious leaders. The conversation goes like this. Jesus heard that they had cast him, the man born blind, out. And having found him, he, Jesus, said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you now. He said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. It is he who is speaking to you now. Another incredible conversation where Jesus reveals that he is, in fact, the Christ. And I don't know what those who say that Jesus never claimed to be the Christ would do with a conversation that Jesus had, another incredible conversation with the high priest Caiaphas and the entire Sanhedrin when Jesus is on trial. It goes like this. And the high priest asked him, Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? And he said, I am. And you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. I am. Not only confirming the fact that he is the Christ, he is the chosen Messiah, but using the divine name to do so, I am. To a Samaritan woman at the well who had come to draw water, Jesus reveals his true identity, and in so doing, gives her access to water that will well up in her as a spring leading to everlasting life. Water that her soul will never have to thirst after again. What an incredible conversation. To a man born blind, Jesus reveals his true identity, not only opening up his physical eyes, but opening his spiritual eyes as well to see his Savior, to believe, and to worship. What an incredible conversation. And with the highest appointed Jewish religious leader of the day, the high priest Caiaphas, Jesus reveals his true identity, thereby setting into motion God's final plan of salvation, the atonement by Christ for all sin and all evil. What an incredible conversation. Thousands of years ago, God began an incredible conversation with you. He inspired dozens of authors to write down the words that he wanted written down. Words that he wanted you to read. Words that he wanted you to hear. 
words that tell you about God's everlasting love for you, words that tell you what God's everlasting love for you moved him to do, namely the giving up of his own son on the cross for you. And years later, God continued that conversation with you. I suspect for most of you here, when you were only weeks old, just weeks after he gave you the gift of physical life, he came to you in the water and again his words in holy baptism. And there the Holy Spirit brought Jesus to you and created saving faith in you with the result that your sins are washed away. You are now God's child, and you are now an heir of everlasting life. And through the years of your life, God has faithfully continued that conversation with you, that incredible conversation through his word, and in fact is doing so right here and now. And he invites you daily to engage in that incredible conversation with him. For just as he had time for the Samaritan woman at the well, so he also has time for you. And just as he had time for the man born blind, so he also has time for you. Go to him as he invites you to do, with all of your worries, your anxieties, whatever is troubling you, including the guilt for your sin, and lay it upon him. Let him carry it for you. As the hymn says, Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. To a Samaritan woman at the well, to a man born blind, to the highest religious leader of the day, and to you and to me, God has been anything but silent. He has been carrying on an incredible conversation with all of us, using words of grace, words of forgiveness, and words of never-ending life. An incredible conversation, to be sure. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding guard our hearts and our minds in this one true faith, Unto life everlasting. Amen.